Welcome to the Strength of Mind podcast. I'm your host, Gavin Ellis. And if you haven't already, go ahead and click that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Today, I'm joined by Tom Morgan, a fellow teacher, fitness enthusiast and podcast host. Tom, I'd like to thank you very much for uh, joining the Strength of Mind podcast today. Um, A very warm welcome and thanks for your time. Uh, Gav, thank you. Thank you for having me on. It's um, it's a pleasure to be here. I've uh, listened to your podcasts and um, you've had some great topics on there and you do some great work on your Instagram page. So thank you for having me. I really appreciate that. So for the viewers today, Tom, can you just kick off and tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, of course. So um, I'm a primary school teacher. Um, I used to play semi-professional rugby, um, played all the way up to uh, Wales students in rugby league. So that's probably the equivalent of like Wales in the 21s. Um, Career got cut a bit short with injury. Um, I'm sure we'll get into that topic later. And um, I run a a similar podcast yourself. I run a mindset podcast called Unlocking Your Minds, where I've spoken to um olympians uh international rugby players best-selling authors um and other amazing people really who have just got a really empowering story about how they use mindset to you know be a better version of themselves and it's such a crucial time i think as well with the pandemic and the challenges that that brings um and it leads me nicely on to the next question that i was going to ask you of um is there a time in your life where you've experienced a setback and how did you overcome it yeah, mate, I've had a, had a few of them, actually. Um, it's the old saying, when it rains, it pours. And I think I've had that, um, especially in my early 20s, uh, about four or five years ago. So, yeah, for me, it was always um, from school. I always wanted to be a professional rugby player. I think that was always ingrained in me. I was from an area where uh, rugby was everything. And I kind of grew up wanting to be that rugby player. And um, I wasn't in a, a good catchment area, so I moved down to... Cardiff University, um, joined um, Cardiff Met University. Um, it was more on the basis that they were probably one of the best rugby universities in the UK than the degree at the time. Uh, but I guess that's been 18 and, you know, but um, yeah, so kind of started there, started from the bottom, worked my way up to the first team. And that's where the semi-professionalism came in. And yeah, had a great few years playing there. Then got honours then for Wales Academicals, uh, which is kind of like the Wales Students and Rugby Union, a captain the side. Um, worked my way forward then and kind of fell out of favour with um, the first team. And then I went to play rugby league for a year just to kind of test myself. Um, absolutely love playing rugby league. It's a little bit different, um, obviously, to union, but absolutely love the sport. And yeah, kind of fell in love with the game and things went from strength to strength. Um with that code, uh, managed to play for Wales students. So like I mentioned earlier, it's kind of the equivalent of like your Wales and the 21s at rugby league because they don't have a team above 18s. And it just it just went from there, really. I got including the Wales A side and the Wales presidents. Um, back in Union then, I played for Cardiff. And for me, I wanted to get to that next level. And I felt like I was really on the right path with, with both sides, with Wales A and Wales presidents, was namely the squads. But then, unfortunately, a game that I played for Cardiff, um, I got an injury, but I carried on playing uh, for about a few weeks after, thinking, ah, it's just it's just a back injury, I'll be fine, you know. So I took ibuprofen, paracetamol, all that, and then I kind of was in one training session and my hip just started, like, going into almost into spasm. I couldn't stand up. I said, what's going on here, you know? So I went to get a scan and basically I found out then that... Um, 
yeah, it was, it was two disc injuries in my back and damaged the facet joint. And I, I was there, I was 22, 23, and I couldn't stand up without being in such bad pain for about, you know, couldn't stand up for longer than 10 minutes. Um, and then suddenly you kind of sat down and you're told then, um, look, you, it's not the best idea to carry on playing, you know, the extent of the damage. And for me, that was, that was the biggest learning curve I probably ever had in my life because I had that as a hobby. I loved playing rugby. Um, it was something I wanted to aspire to be as a professional and then suddenly to have that taken away and I was actually offered then a week later um, a professional contract. The team obviously didn't know that I was injured. Um, so then obviously I had to turn that down and it just put a spiral on things. I just didn't know how to deal with it at the time. So probably became anxious, probably became depressed, if I'm being honest. Um, didn't know what to do with myself anymore because that was my only goal, my escapism. Um, so, but, but yeah, that, that's probably the biggest setback I've ever had, but it's put me on an incredibly powerful journey in my life now. You know, it's led me to becoming a teacher um, and it's got me to realise my passion, which is genuinely helping people. Um, it's got me onto the path of a podcast like this. And um, yeah, that's, that's probably my biggest setback, to be honest, is going through that and having to experience the highs and lows over the years. Because a lot of people, I don't think they fully understand once you stop doing something you love and it's taken away from you what it can do, not just for your physical health, what it can do for your mental health and your identity as a person, because I always thought I'm Tom, the rugby player, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then suddenly that's taken away. That was the biggest thing for me. Mm. I just want to really honor your honesty there um, and sharing that about your physical and mental health. If there was someone sitting here just now and they were thinking, do you know what? I've had a setback. It may not be rugby. Uh, it may be something that I've really cared about. Maybe something that you know I was on a path to do, but they've not been able to reach it. What advice would you give them at this stage when they're thinking, you know, I'm feeling that anxiety, I'm feeling that lost, I'm feeling that hurt? What would you say to them? I think this is probably from age a little bit and a bit of hindsight. It's that everything in life is meant for a reason and you, you may not see it at the time. Um, I've had other setbacks, you know, personal things, you know, your family, you have breakups, you have little things in life which, which put those extra stresses on you and they get you to wake up in life a little bit and for me when I was experiencing that anxiety and that hurt during that time and I felt like no one really fully understood what I was going through I can honestly say people know how you feel you are not alone in what you are going through 100% there have been people there before but what I would say is use all that hurt and that pain and that anxiety to fuel you don't let it don't become a circumstance that sorry don't become don't become someone who just thinks all these external things are happening to me I can't get up anymore use that to help you get to that next level you know you might not know the lesson in that moment you might not know why it's happening to you but use that as a lesson to become a better version of yourself and I know it's easier said than done it really really is but honestly, now, if you're feeling that anxiety, you're not the only one going through it. There are people out there and there are people like you and I who are happy to talk through things like that with you. Mm. Powerful stuff. I love that. And um, I've listened to your podcast as well. And I think it's fantastic. Um, I've learned a little bit as well from your hosting skills and make sure that listeners go and check it out. It is Unlocking Your Mind. Um, I'll make sure there's a link to that in this bio. So guys, do check it out because Tom interviews some awesome, awesome guests. As a fellow podcast host uh, that focuses on mental health and mindset, what are some of the themes that you've found that have arisen from guests um, and the, the, some of the things that they prioritize in order to 
promote positive mental health? Oh, do you know what, mate? It's a really interesting topic that, and I was actually reflecting on that the other day, listening to um, another podcast, and it was actually with a psychologist. And the main theme of the podcast was actually visualization, and it's something that I've never really fully got to be honest I keep fingers visualization you're kind of thinking of something an outcome that could happen but I didn't realize how powerful it is and how much it can actually be almost a spiritual thing because what for me I think from the people I've spoken to what separates the elite of the elite so these gold medal Olympians is visualization because two two gold medalists I've spoken to um, both USA athletes uh, one's shot shot put the other one's diving they actually both got an injury. Um, I think it was four, three or four months before their Olympics and they couldn't train. They had a physical injury along with other, other things that they couldn't tr physically train. So what they did was they said they, they went in internally and they visualized their practices. They visualized all these different routines that they knew that they would do if they could physically train, but obviously they couldn't. So it was just that mindset of visualizing themselves training, visualizing that routine and visualizing themselves winning the gold medal. And for me, that was incredible. I thought, you know, you've broken your foot. How can you possibly like visualize yourself training? Like it just blew my mind. And by visualizing yourself, it's almost like a manifestation. So we're going into almost the secret now of um, something spiritual, which is, you, you know, before, doing something that you're going to do it. I always love watching Conor McGregor because there's a good YouTube video on him was that he visualized himself becoming that UFC double champion. He visual, he knew the life he wanted before he even did it. And I think that's what separates great athletes and those who are the elite of the elite is that visualization. They know without a shadow of a doubt in their heart that they are going to become the best in the world at something. And for me, that was the, that's the biggest lesson I've learned from this is visualizing it. And you don't have to be a world champion athlete to visualize it. It can be something that you want, like a goal that you want. It doesn't have to be, um, I, want to, I want to win a gold medal at the Olympics. It can just be little month to month or week to week goals that you can write in your journal and then manifest it. You read it every day. You believe in it, believe in it, believe in it. And it will grow. If you, with all certainty, believe in it, it will grow. And I think a lot of people get under the illusion that, well, I don't believe in it. And that doesn't matter. If you've got a goal or, or hope in something, if you read it every day, even when you don't believe it, it's, I think it will happen because I did that. When I was going through a tough patch, um, I started writing down these goals, what I wanted to achieve. And I didn't believe it. I didn't believe anything I was writing down because I had such low confidence at the time and I didn't really know I was at that time. So I wrote down goals and manifestations every day and try to visualize it. And it has started coming true. You know, you don't think, oh, one day you wake up, oh my God, that's happened. It gradually comes and it gradually happens. So for me, um, visualization is some, it's the biggest thing that I've learned from this podcast is people who are the elite of the elite visualize. And it's along with positive habits um, that people implement. They're so routine. They're not going to get up every day and feel motivated or disciplined. Motivation is a great feeling to have short term, but we're not going to go all year with feeling motivated all the time. We've got to be disciplined, you know? So when you don't want to go to the gym or you don't want to <laughs> go to work, little things like that, you've got to do it. You've got to do it because that's when things happen for you you've got to turn up even when you don't want to turn up I guess absolutely one of my sayings actually is if you can't be motivated then be disciplined 
And it's all about those incremental gains. It's the small gains every day. And it kind of leads me on to my next topic of where I think we live in a generation or an environment where there's just instant gratification. And people are expecting results instantaneously. You know, they started something, they started a podcast maybe a couple of months and it's not kicked off, it's not worldwide yet. And they're like, well, I'm just going to give up. But actually that elite level or that high level of success requires that daily grind, that daily working at it. And some days you're motivated, some days you're not, but every day you're plugging away towards that that goal. And I guess I was going to ask that, well, what do you think um, are some of the main barriers that hold people back from achieving their potential? That's a really interesting question, actually, because it's something I constantly question every day, um, is what genuinely holds us back. If you're going to do a post on Instagram, what's that little voice in your head saying to you that's stopping you from doing it? And then I think when you get down to the bottom of it, I think a lot of it comes down to ego. Um, and by that, I mean, that's the little voice in our head that kind of stops us from doing things. Um, obviously, there's a good place for an ego now and again, but I think mainly the little voice in your head, oh, shall I, shall I post this? Shall I post that? You know, I don't know how well it's going to be received. And it just comes down to, the opinion of other people you know a lot of us are in that mindset where we're so consumed with what other people might say or might think about us that we often don't actually live up to our dreams or live up to our hopes because we're worried about what someone will say but actually if you're coming from a good place you're coming from a place where you're going to help people it's a positive thing then you do whatever you want to do you do it from a good place people are going to judge you no matter what it could be a positive judgment it might be a negative one and it really doesn't matter from what i've learned is that you go if you're coming from a good place good things are going to happen mm. either the right people are going to show up you're going to attract the right people into your life and the best part is the wrong people go out of your life and at the time it seems the worst thing in the world that the people you thought or your friends leave because they don't share the same philosophies as you or they don't believe in what your goal or your vision is and they go but that makes so much more room for better things to come um so i think that's one is people fear the opinions of other people and i think we're always looking at comparing comparing ourselves in life we're always looking on social media the grass is always greener i think you see people who um are living these perfect lives and these and but at the end of the day social media is a highlight reel you post things which are going to but great you know it's not always gonna people aren't gonna post the negative things you know on my instagram i kind of come from a pretty honest place i've done a few posts where look i'm having a terrible week um these things happen and i'm a lot more honest with it now at the before i, I wouldn't post anything like that because well, who cares you know but i think we're in a in a time now where people appreciate more honesty because that's the stigma again with mental health is people don't talk up when they're struggling I'm not saying that I've got a bad week, I'm struggling with mental health, it's nothing like that. But if you're going through a bad week and you don't talk about it, that's where it starts, is that you think no one cares, no one's, no, no one's there, no one really gets it. But if you see someone who's posting, look, I've had a hard week and kind of struggling a little bit at the moment, people are a lot more responsive to things like that and they think, oh, good, it's not just me feeling like that. I'm really glad other people think that too. Again, it's just... It's just coming from an honest place and not comparing yourself to anyone else because you know we're, we're all in the same boat at the end of the day we're not all the same people we're not running the same race so it's just about just being authentic to yourself and and living out your purpose for you and not worrying about what anyone else thinks 
And we're hardwired as humans to experience a range of emotions. We're not to experience happiness all the time. And I think that when yeah. people feel like, actually, I'm not happy 24-7. There must be something wrong with me. But actually having that emotional balance or that emotional buoyancy where, yeah, some days you're up, some days you're down, some weeks you're up, some weeks you're down. But as long as you're not staying in that down place forever. And if it is getting a wee bit worse than the up, then there's people out there that can help and, and you know, they, they should reach out to. But it's normal to feel a range yeah. of emotions. It's normal to feel happy and sad. And it's then again, maybe how we respond uh, to that. But from your experience or maybe from your pupils or from the people you've interviewed or, or from people you know, how do you feel the pandemic has affected people's mental health? Oh, it's, that's a really interesting one. I think it's, it's made people very, very negative, um, if I'm honest. And, and with every reason in the world, you know, I think the government have obviously done an awful job and we could probably spend a few hours probably talking about that. But yeah. I just think the government haven't, haven't really addressed, um, obviously, the, the pandemic the way they should. And I think people now going into a second or third lockdown in this country is just absolutely ridiculous. I mean, people, people's mental health is at a low and they're doing a very, very good job of keeping that out of the papers. I think it's just shocking. You know, for me, I live on my own. I'm working from home and it's tough. You have days which you're struggling, um, which you think, oh, God, I'd like to communicate with someone. I'd like to meet someone. And you, you can't. Um, but I think going back to the lessons I've learned and, the, and um, in your previous question uh, from other people, I think implementing key habits into my day has really helped me. Um, and it's focusing on things that you can control, not external things. So obviously we can't control under the lockdown. That's what, that's out of our control. But what I can do is control what I do. I can control how I adapt to certain situations. So it could be like some habits I do is journal, journal and try and articulate my feelings and how I'm, what I want to achieve. Another one is connecting, uh, having conversations on my podcast with people like yourself or my friends. And it's just taking that time, exercising every day, walk every day, do those habits that you don't want. The things you don't want to do some days when you're feeling really down, that's when you need to do it more than ever. Um, but yeah, alluding to your question, I think it's it's so detrimental to what people, to how people are feeling. I mean, people haven't seen loved ones at Christmas. Um, you know, my, my class, for example, um, I'm, I'm very, very fortunate that they're all doing really well. But for example, they were very nervous and anxious coming back in September because they hadn't had that social interaction for such a long time. And for me, you don't want to see anxious children coming back to school, you know, mm. but I did put those things into place, which made them in, in be calm and come into the environment and know that they're in a good place and that they're all calm. But there are other children who are less fortunate than that, who perhaps are not having that support at home and it's causing all sorts of problems. So it's just about, Oh, it's just about finding that balance, but it's it's a really messed up situation that the that the UK is in right now. Absolutely, and that idea of daily habits, um, I think, is key. And just to reiterate that to listeners out there, um, that if they're similar to yourself, whether on their own or maybe got a wee one like me, which brings its challenges in lockdown, you've got nowhere to take them. But having habits, having things that you can do, which uh, pushes you out your comfort zone, even though it'd be very easy during this pandemic lockdown to stay in your house and not do anything and not push yourself and, and challenge yourself and one of the things that I do along with uh, journaling I do a bit of visualization as well is I've started doing cold showers in the morning but I've noticed that you've taken it a step further and you're doing some like open water swimming is that right what I've seen 
Yeah, I start, yeah, I've started. Um, yeah, I live probably about ten minutes from from the sea by my house, so I've been, you know, going for a run down there and, yeah, been getting into the water for about ten minutes. Um, it's helped me so much. Similar to you, I've I've had for the past seven eight months. That's why I first started doing it. I listened to a really good podcast where with Wim Hof on, which I'm probably sure you've heard of, and um, I just realised the benefits of it. Mm. It's so. The days where you don't want to do anything, those are the days where you need to do it the most, is going into cold shower and having those, even two minutes, one minute, two minutes, and just getting yourself into that cold water. It's, it's horrid, but it gets you to practice your breathing and becoming calm. And then when you get out of the shower, that's where that chemical reaction happens, where you have those happy feelings and those happy hormones come out. And honestly, it puts you in such a good mood. I mean, I had so many people kind of mess, I've so many people actually message me now. On earth, you get into the sea at minus one it's like that's it like I feel great after I don't want to do it but I've learned when I don't want to do something that's why I need to do it because it makes you feel better there's another guy on Instagram called um Jay Alderton I think and he gets to the sea every day regardless and he uses a quote um hard things easy life and that and I completely resonate with that if you do those hard things every day where you're taking yourself out your comfort zone um I think I think things become easier and not not as in you have easier tasks to do life becomes a little bit easier because you become more resilient and your mindset becomes a little bit more tougher to the things that you have to experience so yeah I try and get in the sea as much as I can at the moment um yeah it's good fun it's good fun absolutely but I can also agree that although it may not be as hot here although it's coming from the Scottish cold pipes so it's pretty cold shower (laughs) Um, but I feel that it makes me counteract that tendency of holding back because every morning I'm like, I don't want to do it. And then I go straight in and try and do it. And each day it gets that a little bit easier uh, yeah. and it stops me. That, then I can transfer that into other aspects of my life where I feel actually I'm going to hold back in this meeting because I'm not sure if my point of view is valid or I'm going to hold back in this relationship because I'm scared of getting hurt or I'm going to hold back in this sporting sense or hold back in this opportunity. And actually that small habit of just going, no, I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, and then, the rewards that you said is great. I used to be a, a, a massive coffee lover, obsessed with it. And I'm having less in the morning now after my cold uh, dip because <laughs> I've got that energy. I'm vitalized. I'm ready to go. So I can totally understand the benefits of that. Definitely. May I completely agree. It's those little things I think you do. And honestly, now I think that's one of the biggest things I've done in shifting my mindset to think more positively and become more resilient is doing those little things you don't want to do. Um, making sure you get for example 5k a day in for a walk or um eating healthy not drinking as much caffeine like you mentioned i'm also doing the same at the moment and making sure you have a cold shower every day because when you have to do a big challenge and you have to show a little bit of resilience like you said you do it you have that happy feeling after it and you become a little bit tougher to those things and it becomes easier and then that's the time for the next challenge i guess Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So someone sat here listening to this podcast and isn't sure where to start with their physical and mental health. They've maybe got in a bit of a rut. Um, what advice would you give them? Um, I'd say I actually got in a similar rut myself last year. I experienced an injury about a year ago and kind of lost a lot of size, stopped going to the gym and got in a really bad place with it. So I had to do the same thing probably a year ago. And that was don't start off health or leather. Don't go back to the gym or go back to exercise and try and smash yourself or anything like that, or really just go for it. Because I think that's probably worse for you. That's something I did. And then I, I then I stopped then for another three or four weeks. Cause I thought, well, I'm not, I just can't do it. I don't like it. 
what I started doing was things we've already discussed. Do those little things every day where you have to show up for yourself. And to start off with, mine was a, a kilometer run or a 2K run every day. Just do it every day. Um, or it was cover, I would go for a 5K walk every day. As long as you're getting out there. I think at first you've got to practice just showing up for yourself, going out there and practicing, a, go for a walk get out in nature, listen to a podcast, listen to do something you enjoy, but get out there and don't tax yourself. Just go and enjoy doing some form of exercise, light exercise, and slowly start building up. Five key things I did was 30 second showers, cold showers, because that's all I could do to start with before I wanted some hot water. The other one was go for a, a four, cover 5k every day in a walk. You can have two walks. The other one was journal, kind of write about how you feel. The fourth one was read, read every day. And if you're in a place physically and mentally and you're quite fatigued, you're not going to want to read much because you think, oh, God, this is a long book. I just I haven't got the energy because it it saps that out of you when you're feeling mentally and physically fatigued. But if you read at least 10 pages a day, it starts it starts rolling along and getting there. And the fifth one is connect with people. Talk to your friends, talk to your family, talk to strangers. Um, I know it might sound a little bit strange, but if you're in the coffee shop waiting for a coffee, or, or something like that. Don't go on your phone, get your head up and talk to people and ask how they are. They'll ask how you are. It puts your faith back in the world a bit because I think that the thing we do, and it's something I definitely did was I isolated myself when I felt like that because you think, because your confidence is low. You don't want to talk to people and almost and feel like you're burdening people with other problems. But people want to hear your problems. People want you to talk about them. And it's not saying you go and ring your dad or your mum up for an hour and moan for an hour. It's just ringing your mate up and having a chat with him. It doesn't even have to be about your problems. It uplifts you. And I think connecting with people is just so important. Um, it will make you feel better. It will give you a laugh. And I just think those five things for me were really important. And from there, you build. You build because you get more motivated. You think, oh, well, I just ran 5K now. That was easy. And then 10K. Or, look, I'm going to go back to the gym tomorrow. And then suddenly you start seeing the results and it becomes almost addictive. And then you come and you just become a bigger, better, more resilient version of yourself, physically, mentally. And honestly, I think spiritually as well. As long as you get those three factors, I think you just grow into a better version of yourself. And that's something I've done. And I, I, I put all I put it all down to, to be honest. And it's I think it's made me a better person. It's made me a better teacher um, in all areas of my life. It's 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 just made me see a different side. It's you go and see life with more empathy because I think you've been through it. And once you've been through it, you then want to help other people, I guess. Life is a marathon. It's not a sprint. And those and those small victories, like what you've mentioned, whether it's journaling or whether it's reading or whether it's doing that walk, that each time you do that, you can stack, you can emotionally stack either positive experiences, right? I've done that for a week. Okay, what's the next challenge? I do that for a week. What's the next challenge? And begin to build this positive picture. But it's also worth being aware that, that we can mentally stack um, in terms of a negative sense. So if we've done, so if something's not gone right for us and then we dwell on that and it's not gone right for us and then we dwell on that and it's not gone right for us. And it's actually about shifting that mindset to those positive habit, habits like what you've just explained and then giving yourself a little bit of credit for it along the, along the way. I, I've managed to achieve that. Okay, my confidence. Yeah. I've managed to achieve that. Great. I feel, you know, I'm feeling brilliant and emotionally positively stack in, in that sense. I think that's really valuable advice there. Tom, so how, if there's a listener today and they're going, you know what, I'm loving what you're, what you're saying and what you're doing. And Tom sounds like a great bloke. And I can tell you that he is from this uh, short interview that we've had. Um, how, how can listeners engage with you online and how can they find out a little bit about what you're about? 
Yeah, sure. So uh, my Instagram page is Unlocking Your Mind. Um, I'm also on all the podcast platforms. So my podcast goes out to all those platforms. Um, and it's basically a very similar podcast to this. I think we talk about four pillars. Um, so the first one being uh, your mindset, second one being, you know, about fitness. And it doesn't mean we're talking about the gym all the time. It means about how we can develop our physical health. The third one is mental health. And the fourth one is just really just being the best version of you because I think once you hear people talk about conversations like we're having no one ever has it kind of easy or made out I think having conversations like this makes it clearer and going back to your question from the beginning was when people start something the hardest part is persevering and being consistent and sticking at it because you don't get those goals straight away and I can tell you and probably you're the same Gav everyone you've spoken to shared the same thing you've got to stick at anything so just ha- just listen to people who have been through it and going through it i think it's really important and that's what we talk about on my podcast amazing i think that there's magic just in that last bit that you were saying of sticking at it keeping going there's a bit of magic in that time when you feel you've got nothing left that you can't go any further to reach out yeah. and just and get that little bit extra and that's where you can really find a bit of treasure a bit of gold there definitely i oh, completely agree and it's sometimes you feel like quitting uh, I think we all do, but then I think that's the time where it comes back to that saying, you've got to rest, just rest up and then come back stronger because we all have those down days where we think, oh, I can't go on anymore, but you know, you've got to stick to your goal, stick to your vision and um, yeah, just keep at it. Absolutely. Well, I'd like to sincerely thank you for your, your time and input in the podcast tonight, Tom. It's been an absolute pleasure. Oh, thank you for having me. I've uh, really enjoyed it. It's been an honor. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, please share it with someone that you know and love or leave me a review. I appreciate you and I hope you have a fantastic week.